0: You're listening to the Veritas Daily Podcast, a short daily podcast that answers the questions you're asking with the hope that it would help you believe Jesus is more. Here's Kyle Richter. So you're on an airplane and the cabin pressure suddenly drops. What happens? Well, probably some panic, but also a little yellow oxygen mask drop from the ceiling. At least that's what the flight attendants that none of us listen to anymore tell us. Now, I have three little kids, and when you fly with kids, these emergency-type scenarios, they take on a completely different meaning. Your gut reaction when something like that happens is to help them first, but we all know that you aren't supposed to do that at all. Instead, against intuition, you're supposed to put your own mask on first. Why? Well, because if you pass out from a lack of oxygen, your attempt at helping others ends up helping nobody, including yourself. And so it's counterintuitive, but the idea is that we have to take care of ourselves before we can effectively help anyone around us. Now that seems wise for living through an emergency on a plane, but is it wise for living through a global pandemic? In other words, and this is the question that you all asked, right now, should we be taking care of ourselves and our own needs or should we be more concerned with helping others around us? Now, to be honest, I don't think it's an either or. I think it's a both and. Should we be taking care of ourselves? Well, yeah. Should we be concerned with helping others around us? Absolutely. Listen to what Paul says in Philippians 2 verse 4. He says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. See, Paul knows that you and I, we we somewhat naturally look out for our own interests. We naturally care about ourselves. Notice he doesn't say that that's inherently problematic. Instead, his point, what's key, is that we take that same level of concern that we have for ourselves and we apply it to other people. And so maybe to quote Jesus, we should love others as we love ourselves. But that's kind of the rub right now, isn't it? How do we effectively love others in the midst of a pandemic? What does loving others actually look like? Well, some say that loving others means doing our part to flatten the curve, that we should stay at home, that we should avoid going out. And if for some reason we can't, at the very least, we need to make sure that we're practicing good social distancing habits. We need to make sure that we've kept six feet apart, that we're wearing a mask, that we wash our hands, that we avoid touching our face, all to help avoid being infected and spreading the virus to others, especially those at a higher risk because of age and underlying health concerns. But on the other side of the argument are people that are quick to point out that especially those with a higher risk, they need our help. They need help getting groceries, help running errands, help with yard work and other things that they aren't able to do right now. But it's not just those with a higher risk that need help. People are losing jobs, businesses are losing business, kids are going without food, people are having a hard time paying bills, many are lonely in their isolation. And so as Christians, loving others, it doesn't mean staying in, it means going out, helping whenever and wherever we can. And so which is it? Is, is it loving to social, social distance or is it loving to get out and do something? Again, I don't think it has to be an either or. I think there are legitimately wise and faithful reasons to do both. And I think we as Christians, we need to leave room for the Spirit to to work in our hearts, to work in our lives in different ways. Different people for good reasons might come to different conclusions. And I think we need to give each other grace in that process because this is all new for all of us. Now that said, It's worth noting that throughout history, Christians have always gone out in the midst of pandemics. In fact, Rodney Stark, in his book, The Rise of Christianity, he points out that part of the reason that Christianity went from an obscure, marginal movement to a dominant religious force within a few centuries is because of the way that Christians have historically responded to plagues. So, for example, during the plague of Cyprian around 250 AD, when thousands of people were dying each day in Rome, and and because of that, many people were fleeing the city, well, Christians stayed. At great risk to themselves, they stayed and did what they could to take care of and help the sick. And because of their faith, because of their hope, because of their love, Christianity exploded. Martin Luther, during the bubonic plague that ravaged Europe, he wrote this. It's kind of a long quote, but it's great. He said, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance infect and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me, and I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely. Do you hear the both and in that quote? He says, I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed, but, but, If my neighbor needs me, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely. See, I love that quote because it forces us to wrestle with both sides of the question. So ask yourself, what people and places do you need to avoid right now? Not out of self-preservation, but out of love for others. Use wisdom, be smart, do your part to help flatten the curve. And at the same time, also, ask yourself, which of your neighbors needs you right now? Maybe not your literal neighbor, but, but who in your life might God be calling you to go freely to help, uh, to serve, to love? Uh, see, Paul knew that the kind of love that puts others ahead of ourselves, the kind of love that thinks about the interests of others, it's radical, it's rare. And so he gives us a tangible example in the following verses. He points us to Jesus, the one who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God to be a thing to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant. And so let me leave you with this. As we're all trying to figure this out together, let's give each other a little grace and compassion. But more importantly, let's embrace and follow the lead of Jesus by serving those around us however we can. Thanks for listening to the Veritas Daily Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, consider sharing with a friend or posting on social media. You can also give us a rating that helps others find this podcast more easily. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. See you then.